to this week's edition of The Golfing Mind. Uh, I'm your host, Robin Seeger. I'm the author of a number of books, uh, the bestseller being Silent Mind Golf. Uh, and there's also books on putting and playing under pressure. I have for many years been fascinated uh, about how the mind works in terms of influencing us in the actions we take and our ability to manage stress. I've written books on the psychology of peak performance and I've spent the past 20 years uh, as um, a speaker at large conferences around the world examining that key question, why do winners win? I played golf since I was about four years old, I think, when I got my first club, a little cut down hickory shaft. I think it took me another four years to get the ball in the air with it, I, I think. Anyhow, um, the interesting thing for me is that uh, the analogy between uh, golf and life is, you know, is, is a very common analogy in as much as I think there's a lot of uh, overlap. And what is interesting to me is that your brain, your mind processes information and responds to stress in a familiar way or a way that's familiar to you. And if we want to change that response, we have to change the way we think or we have to train our mind to process information in a different way. So to use an analogy from the uh, uh, computing world, the use of a thing called GI GO, uh, and it was an acronym used by the people who programmed or wrote the early software, and what it said was garbage in, garbage out. If you write garbage software, then you're almost certainly going to create, uh, gar well, you will create garbage output. Now, I'm not sure what you do for a living, uh, obviously. How could I possibly know that unless I'm psychic? And I can promise you, I'm not psychic. Sometimes I think um, I think some golfers think they're psychic when they hit a ball out of bounds and then announce in a very determined voice, I knew I was going to do that, but uh, I don't think that's psychic. But I know that when people discover what I do for a living, uh, I'll be asked questions about it. And I think it doesn't matter what you do for a living. I mean, if you're a dentist or a plumber, uh, a car mechanic or, a, you know, brain surgeon, when you meet people, they'll generally uh, express a degree of interest or they may often ask you a question. Given that a lot of my work is involved in uh, trying to uh, unlock the puzzle of the mind, specifically uh, in business and also in golf, um, I'll be asked a number of questions. And the, the golfing question I get asked possibly more than any other single question is, can you give me a quick tip that will help me when I play golf next? I generally give them the, there's two or three answers I give them depending on the personality I meet because I think some people aren't really uh, going to do what you tell them. It's always easy to say to people, slow down or, um, you know, visualize your shot before you hit it. But if I was going to give just one bit of advice to people is believe you are going to win, believe you are going to play well. Now, you, people often say, but where where do you get that that comes from? And I said, you know, it, it comes from within. 
and it's not something you can fake. And there's a difference between saying something and believing something. Now, people say to me, well, I believe I'm going to play well. Then I play really badly. So what do you make of that? Now, I don't answer that by saying, well, you didn't believe hard enough because we don't live in a Walt Disney movie where just wanting something to happen makes it happen. You need the skill set. So that's an absolute given. But what is interesting personally is if you look at golfers, the professional golfers over the last hundred years, there are without doubt standout golfers. Golfers who win multiple times per season, who win continually throughout their career. And I don't mean they place in the top 10. I mean, these people are people who win uh, year after year out in the tour. And when they stop winning, something happens. I mean, there's a quotation by Sandy Lyle, who returned to form uh, to win the 1991 BMW International Tournament. Now, I know it's 31 years ago, but the, the quotation is very interesting. He says, when you've had a three-year dry spell, fear is always around the corner. And I think that the more you win, the easier it comes to win. Professionals will say winning that first tournament is the most critical thing. I have been to uh, many golf clubs around uh, the world and you look at the club champion and often you'll see the same name year after year after year after year after year. So in a 10 year period, this one name appears six, seven times. But I often see the runner up is the same runner up five or six times. So people would say to me, well, does that mean they didn't believe they'd win? And I can't answer that. I can't tell you what people were thinking. But um, I really do believe that one of the great things about winning is the expectation and belief that they, they can win. And I think one of the people that really captured it was in 1971, uh, Tribuno won the Open Championship and he gave an interview to Golf Illustrated magazine in 1972 and in the interview he said to the uh, to the um, journalist he said you see those golfers practicing over there they've all got golf swings good enough to win this tournament the only trouble is those golfers are more afraid of winning than they are of losing now, when I got off the plane, I told everybody I was going to win this British Open. I didn't say it just once. I said it a hundred times. And if you keep saying something, you get to believe it. And once you believe it, it comes as no shock when you're out there leading the tournament. You then take victory as you're right. He, again, he's talking about this belief system. Sebi Ballesteros, when asked about his sec the secret of a successful Ryder Cup partnership uh, with uh, Jose Marie Alethabal said to the Daily Mail in 1993, we must always talk about winning, never losing. We must never give up. That's too easy. When I play with Jose, there are no sorries between us. If either of us hits a bad shot, we make sure we get the next one right. And that's what I think it comes down to this positive mindset. You don't think about losing. You think about winning. You don't apologize because you didn't do it deliberately. You didn't do it to upset your partner. It happened. You then focus on the next, sh on the next shot. 
And this is quite a common theme. Um, I mean, I remember Patrick Harrington saying it in 2001 after winning the uh, end of season Volvo Masters. When you finish second seven times in a season, all sorts of terrible things go through your mind. And that word choker would be top of the pile. You wonder if you'll ever win. You wonder what you did wrong, whether you're bad golf or someone else's brilliant golf. He's talking about self-doubt here. And it's something I encourage golfers to try and avoid like the plague. You know, just try it. Self-doubt is quite natural, but don't uh, dwell on it. You know, visualize hitting a good shot. Go out expecting to play well and don't think about losing. Don't think about bad shots. Uh, and it, it seems to happen time and time again. So when you you look at certain players over the years who have just been quite exceptional, one of the guys I think who is often underrated, but he's I'm not sure people really warmed him as much as they might have done in the past, was, was Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller in his heyday would almost hit... Um, iron shots which defied imagination and his final round 63 in the US Open still stands as probably one of the greatest demonstrations of golf under pressure and he said um, <clears throat> when I get going it's like I'm in a trance I know what's going on around me but I can black out everything it's like I'm hypnotized I can see the things that are going to happen I feel like I'm going to birdie every hole. Now, if that's not an example of supreme self-confidence uh, and belief, I don't know what is. Now, the difference between the professionals and ourselves is we don't put in the thousands of hours of practice. We don't spend two hours a day in the putting green, two hours a day in the short game area and play nine holes with two balls, uh, giving ourselves 30 to 40 seconds over every shot. We don't spend hours in the gym conditioning and we don't watch our diet to the extent these athletes probably do today. So that's why we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. But again, it's just this ability to believe. I know it's easier said than done. Self-doubt is one of the things, but when I look in organizations with, and I work with entrepreneurs and chief executives, one thing they have is a belief. And the ones that don't have a belief don't last long. The ones who are the CEOs who truly believe, that belief is communicated through their body language, through their speech pattern, through the way they conduct and hold themselves, through their facial gestures. That confidence, that belief shines. But when you truly don't believe, um, it's going to be very, very hard because people will see it. And uh, when people see it, they um, they stop believing. And if you start, I remember playing a match once uh, in Muirfield and I was playing with a very good friend of mine against two American, wonderful American fellas who weren't used to the format, which was alternate shot, but they picked it up very, very quickly. And I had a caddy who was uh, early thirties. He had a couple of teeth missing. He was very pleasant. And I wasn't playing well. And we were about three down after five. And um, my partner hit a ball into the the rough, but it found a footpath. And I thought, well, I'll just take a wedge and hit it back to the fairway and let my partner hit the three wood to the green because it was a par five. And the caddy says, ah, no, take the three wood, sir. Take the three wood. And I said, well, I'm not sure. He said, oh, it's sitting perfect for you. you you've got a good swing. Just let's get it going. And I... As they say in the film, Tin Cup, I nutted that thing. I hit it onto the green 200 and, well, let me exaggerate here, 
250, I was probably 230 yards, but it was a terrific shot. And he just said to me, oh, great shot, sir. And that's all he kept saying to me. Oh, you're looking good, sir. You're playing well, sir. And it was, it did the world, my belief. And then we went on to win the game on the 18th hole. So belief is the one tip I will give you about if I'm going to give you nothing else. So that's it for this week. And um, I'll leave you with a quotation by uh, Gary Player, <coughs> which was, and he said it in 1965 after he won the US Open Championship. He said, every day I went down to the practice tee where they had a scoreboard with all the past Open champions' names on it. And I stood there and visualized my name etched on the scoreboard. And corny as it sounds, uh, you've got to believe you can do it. You've got to use your mind as much as you can to work for you, not against you. If you're going to imagine anything, imagine winning. If you're going to visualize anything, visualize success. Too often under pressure, we do the opposite. Under pressure, the stronger emotion is fear. So fear conjures up negative thoughts and um, visualization. So, and that's it really. Anyway, um, I would be very happy to hear from you if you have any questions. And equally, if you'd like to learn more or take the game of the mental game of golf a little more formally, go to Seager Golf. There's a link in the uh, podcast and you can sign up and do a 13-week online program. It is about training your mind and uh, I'd be delighted to work with you. It's different levels. There's an entry level. You do it yourself. There's an next level where you can have a one-to-one with me during the 13 weeks or you can work with me if you're a professional golfer uh, at any level, either teaching pro, club pro, tour pro, uh, major champion. Uh, You can work with me one-to-one and uh, all could be discussed. Anyway, until we speak next week, have a wonderful, wonderful time. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you can play golf. It's a bit cold up here in uh, in London today, minus five when I woke up, so I may go to the range. Uh, In fact, I will go to the range, there you go. So until we meet again, all the best.